1: Hello and welcome to the Gunator. all back again with you guys for another episode of our raw reaction series specifically the Arsenal transfer show joining you every morning at 8am UK time keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news and information thank you for joining me in the chat box hoping you're doing good and well of course nearly made it now to the end of the week uh thank you those of you that joined us last night for our yesterday 6 p.m stream thank you so much it's uh i'll go into a little bit more detail about what you missed if you didn't but uh firstly good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box uh, jose getting in there first <laughs> so quickly in fact if you've got to put the t in there simon good morning to you to matt g uh, to martin to Anne's Rahil, Damien. good morning guys Gunnar 0411, uh, Rich Ian McDonald, answer, runs with cows. Good morning, guys. Daniel, Stephen, Carl, Stevie, Wilson, Andreas. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're all doing good and well. Thank you so much for joining us and, uh, indeed, everybody else as well. Um, Just want to point towards uh, either this weekend or next. We'll be doing a members podcast. I want to make this you know, more of a regular thing throughout the summer. It'll probably be on Sundays um, that we're going to try and do this every single week. If you're not already a member of the channel, uh, the link in the description is is there in the link tree. You get access to our Discord server, to the emojis. I'm going to have new emojis for the chat box next season. I'm looking forward to getting them all sorted and designed. If you've got any suggestions, of course, make sure you put them in the Discord server and you get the opportunity to come on to the show for a chat every week or so about talking about Arsenal. We do our preview shows throughout the seasons as well. So do make sure that you have a look at the membership scheme in the description in the link tree. Uh, We kick off, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to The Arsenal Way. We'll be live over there at 10 a.m. Uh, every weekday morning uh, and I'll be joining uh, Bailey and Chris over there this morning to talk all things Arsenal once again. But yesterday, if you haven't already checked it out, we did our second transfer tier list show of the summer. Uh, Looking at Arsenal's central midfield targets like the Tillemans, Neves, Fabian and plenty more as well. So if you haven't already gone and given that a bit of a watch after you've watched today's show, you've got something else to check out as well. Looking forward to that. Lynn pointing out, Tom, should be a good show with Sophie tonight. Yes, there will be a couple of shows that you can catch this ugly mug on this evening, uh, we'll be doing a show at 6 p.m. One of our first podcasts of the summer, after of course the show we did with Andrew from our blog, Sophie and Harry. I'll be joined by John and Owen and Colleen tonight to have a chat about Arsenal. So looking forward to having that conversation. And then at 8 p.m. tonight, over on the uh, on the Highbury squads, I'll be with Sophie. Um, so having a chat about Arsenal and life for her summer series. So do make sure that you give that uh, a check in this evening. But check out. That transfer T list from yesterday. Now, Makai Saka was confirmed to have won Arsenal's Player of the Season, getting there ahead of Martin Odegaard in second, and of course, Aaron Ramsdale in third place. He might be what is described as the boring option, but he is the clear and obvious option in my view. He was our best player last session, heat session, this Se- season. He certainly was um, one of those players um, that I think, without, we would have got nowhere near a top four race. He had to be our you know he had to be the player of the season for us and uh i'm hoping that next season not only is he signed up to a brand new contract but that we have a Bakayo Saka that he's going to give even more and continue on that goal scoring and goal contributing developments that's for sure Um now, Marcelo Flores, our young uh, teenage Mexican youth international, full international, to be fair, he's played for the senior side already. He will not be going away with the Mexican under 20s this summer for their tournament. Instead, he'll be hanging back with Arsenal to take part in their uh, pre season tour, which is really good news for him. You know, I think it's part of an Arsenal career that sometimes you need to make sacrifices in order to you know, further your your club career. And he's doing that. Um, he's focusing on Arsenal this summer. Fair play for agreeing to it. And, uh, you know, props to Arsenal for pushing Flores forwards because there's a really exciting talent here. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the Arsenal team in pre-season. Perhaps maybe earn himself alone or even push his way into the Arsenal first team setup with those five substitutions that we, of course, have next year. Youth players are going to get even more chances, you would think, on the top stage moving forwards to our next story and Firenord are determined to try and agree a deal with Arsenal to sign Reese Nelson now supposedly they still just want a season-long loan deal the problem with that is that Reese Nelson has just one year left on his contract Arsenal would be much more comfortable with selling Reese Nelson and it would make sense that they would want to sell him the difficulty with that is that Feyenoord don't think they would be able to afford Arsenal's asking price for Reece Nelson, it's uncertain what his Arsenal future would be if he returns. He's always been very adamant that he wants to try and play for Arsenal. Arsenal is certainly something that he's always dreamt of of kind of achieving at. But it is very difficult to see that as a reality when you've got the likes of Bukayo Saka and probably a new signing this summer playing in your position. Uh, I think it would make sense for him to make a move. But how much Arsenal would end up getting for? Bellerin, uh, Bellerin. Uh, Nelson, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Moving forwards, Darwin Nunez. You probably saw this story. Formerly, of course, one of Arsenal's potential striker candidates had been said that they were very interested in him, especially in January. Even back in January, made an offer to Benfica that was rejected, who weren't interested in selling him during the winter window. Well, he is now, unfortunately, Arsenal fans, it seems, closing in on a move to Liverpool in the upward region of €100 million. This will be, again, one of the biggest signings of the summer. It's mad that you consider the fact that already at the start of the window, we're seeing €100 Euro pound figures being paid for the likes of Chuo uh, Now Nunez, of course, Erling Holland's made his move. Frankie de Jong could be on the move this summer. There's going to be some massive transfers during this transfer window. And we're not even halfway through June yet. But Liverpool look like they're going to be looking towards signing Darwin Nunez at 100 million euros full price, 80 million euros plus add ons is the supposed deal if it does indeed go through. Arsenal just wouldn't be able to compete with that. Uh, Just no chance. and I said before, you know, when we were doing our shows on the striker targets, his price tag just put him way outside of of any kind of realism for Arsenal. And uh, he's a player that hasn't played outside of, in in Europe anyway, you know, in the Portuguese league, which comes with a risk. So Liverpool will be taking that risk, but it is fair to say that they need to bring in a response to Manchester City signing of Erling Haaland, and clearly they see Darwin Nunez as that player. Uh, Diaz, Salah, and Nunez is quite the forward line, though. Now, Jean Lucas Gamaca, uh, you'll never believe this, but the latest club that have said that they are interested in bringing Jean uh, Lucas Gamaca to their team is, wait for it, Juventus. Uh, Juventus are said now to be looking at Scamacca as one of their potential options, which I just don't think makes any sense because. Why on earth they would go and sign him after you've signed Dushan Vlaovic? And, of course, there's a situation where Allegri wants to try and keep Alvaro Morata at Juventus. Supposedly discussions are going at Atletico Madrid over a possible deal uh, for Alvaro Morata. But Skamaka, it just doesn't make any sense. I can't get my head around why Juventus want to do it, other than for the fact they just want to mug Arsenal off again. <laughs> it's all that seems to happen now is, of course, Juventus. If any of Arsenal, like anyone from Serie A, Juve are just going, we'll have them. Thank you very much. I, I, I Obviously, there is questions about the, the legitimacy of whether or not this link is true or not. But it's what's being reported at the moment out in Italy. Di uh, apparently is the one that reported this. And Juventus would then have Skamaka and Vlaovic as their two-striker options. Because um, they do play, of course, a two-striker system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just can't get my head around why on earth Juventus would need Scamacca rather than just to stop other people from buying him at this stage. You know what they like with Italian players? And they are the one of the most attractive Italian teams for Italian players to sign for. So how can Arsenal compete if they want to go and take all of those potential targets. And our headline story of the day is, of course, the latest on Gabriel Jesus. Now, it's getting to the stage where the conflicting reports around the Brazilian are getting to quite a ridiculous level. You know, some reports claiming that yesterday that Arsenal don't actually have a chance of signing him anymore and that he's not interested in coming to Arsenal because they don't have... European football some reports saying that Manchester City's price tag remains at 60 million other reports saying that Manchester City would be more open to selling at 50 million others saying 45 million it's got to the stage now where it's very clear that the number of reports out there is just getting to a silly state um the The legitimate end of this story. Let's talk about the facts because that's what you want to know. The facts are is that Arsenal want Gabriel Jesus. The facts are is that they've put a lot of work in to try and get Gabriel Jesus. Talks have gone back to last November. Arsenal had supposedly, uh, something that I do think has got credibility to it, a first bid rejected by Man City and the City's asking price was of a certain figure that has since become a lot more amenable to what Arsenal would be willing to pay. Jesus is currently away on international football and when he finishes that time with the Brazilian national team just like Tillemans and other transfer targets of Arsenal's we can expect a lot more clarity on this deal. There is an openness of Jesus to play for Arsenal because of the 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 deal because of the amount of money that which is around the 190 to 200 thousand pound per week figure to come and play for Arsenal despite having that um, Champions League kind of associative link. Now the other clubs that are interested are supposedly Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Spurs. Now Real Madrid, I think, would struggle to bring him in because of the the passport situation that they've got going on at the moment. Chelsea, of course, would need to move on Lukaku, which is going to be a very difficult deal to do um, because they're going to have to accept a massive hit and a loan and work out some kind of deal with Inter Milan to get that over the line. Chelsea would also apparently be willing to sell Timo Werner. I've seen reports of this summer. So perhaps Timo Werner would be moving on and replaced by Jesus. And of course, the other team are Spurs. Now, Spurs have the problem where they've got Harry Kane, Kulicevski, Son, Can they guarantee Jesus starting regular football where Arsenal can? And this is where Arsenal are, of course, in the lead, can offer the most attractive profile to Jesus as they can offer him that realistic uh, reputation of being a starting figure in this team. It's going to take time. It's going to take until at least the end of this international break before we get some real clarity, it seems, on this deal. We'll continue to try and give you the most clear view of this deal, whilst of course updating you on any of the latest other reports that come out around it and give our view on it. But don't get stressed out by this deal. Don't get to a state where you're getting paraplegic about the idea of Jesus not coming to Arsenal. If he doesn't arrive at Arsenal, you know, it's going to be very disappointing because it's one of those deals that has built up. There's been a lot of hype around it, there's been a lot of confidence, even from me. You know, I was pretty confident and still am that Jesus would be joining Arsenal. Um, But in football, things change. And and in football, things change very quickly. And you've got to be prepared for that. And it might be that Arsenal without Champions League football aren't able to get it. We'll wait and see. I'm still fairly confident that Jesus will certainly be an Arsenal player next season. I'm hoping that that is the case. It's got all the makings of a deal that you see happening. And these links to other clubs coming out at this time are usually tactical links uh, leaked in certain circumstances, allegedly, of course. Uh, to try and speed on the process or pressure teams or clubs or agents and players to make decisions faster. So we'll let you know if there's any updates on this deal, of course, in the next show. But uh, it's a frustrating one, a frustrating one for sure. Anyway, that completes today's stories, which means we're going to jump to you guys in the chat box with your questions. If you do indeed have any questions that you'd like to throw into the chat box, then please do after this short. OK, then let's go into the chat and uh, take some of your questions. Marcus says, will you be doing a Bailey tier list for all of the players he wants to be getting your view and ours? I-, I spoke to Bailey yesterday about the tier list and he found it very amusing. Um, but uh, he did complain that I put Orkun Kokchu above Hussem Awar. I'm sorry, but I would rather have Orkun Kokchu than, than Awar. I think he's a better player. I think he's got more potential. I think he's more consistent. I don't think he's a, a passenger I think he's more of a protagonist. So uh, I'm happy with my list. I'm happy with how it ended. If you haven't yet watched our tier list show from yesterday, please make sure you go and watch it because it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Mike says, Jesus just seems done now. Tealemans too. I'm very calm. On reflection, I wonder what Wenger could have done with Edu, the negotiations in the background. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe he was spread too thin and we weren't able to get certain deals done. I lean more towards he was just He just wasn't confident enough in transfer deals. Uh, Andreas says, do you think Arsenal should sign someone like a Sangara to compete with Partey or are Lokonga and Elneny adequate? I look at Lokonga as a really good potential option. I think he gets far too much criticism or I think he doesn't get mentioned enough in these types of conversations. A lot more is to come for Lokonga and I'm excited about him as a player. Bro Pro says, I'm biased as a gooner, but don't you think in terms of Premier League competition, Chelsea are on a level with us since the takeover. Honestly, bro, bro, I don't know because we don't know the ambitions of this takeover. We don't know what their rhetoric is. We don't know what they're looking to spend. We don't know what their ambitions are. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, but maybe, maybe not. We need time before we can make a decision on that. Akshat says, Hey Tom, what are your thoughts on signing this one free agent for our right back position? I think his name is uh Carl Jenkinson. Uh <laughs> I, of course, no, you're joking, or at least I hope you are. But yes, look, Carl Jenkinson is available on a free transfer and you can probably see him pop up in the League One or Championship next season. Uh, number one lover says, Tom, it looks like we'll be either Zinchenko or Tillemans or who would you go for? I'd go for Tillemans um, out of the two because obviously he's more experienced of playing week in, week out in central midfield. But I'd love to see both of them. I- I'd love us to go and get both of them in this summer. Uh, Wilson says, "Why on earth is Bailey so obsessed with our?" Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Jake says, "Do you think we att- uh, we attribute too much value to the contract remaining on a player? If we got Jadu for fifty million two years ago, it would be a bargain. Now people think it's too much because he only has one year. In some cases, the one year has a higher weighting on what a player's value is." Reese Nelson. Bellerin, Leno, these are types of players that we'll see that one year waiting have much more impact on the price tag. But a player of Gabriel Jesus' quality that demands as much interest as Gabriel Jesus does does not necessarily have anywhere close to that kind of weight. So, yes, I think we do attribute too much value on uh, the amount of time left on certain players' contracts when they have one year left, but not all of them. Leno, Bellerin, these types of players you're going to be lucky to get 10 million for. Um, but Gabriel Jesus, you're going to have to pay the big bucks still just by having just one year because of the interest in the player. Uh, Freddie says, do you think we have a chance of getting Rasharlison? We have a chance if we we're interested, but I don't think that we will uh, go for him. I just don't think he fits the profile of what uh, Arteta is looking for in a player. Uh, Troy says, um, love your show, Tom. What's this story about Partey changing his name? Um I don't know all the details, and I only have seen this in passing, but I believe, and anyone in the chat box that thinks I'm wrong about this, feel free to point this out. But I believe he's uh, converted to Islam, and so he's changed his name uh, to Yakubu? I hope I'm right in saying that. Unless it's some kind of uh, social media storm, but I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that. Um, Partey, yeah, here we go. I'm just reading a a story about it now. Arsenal star Thomas Partey changes his name after converting to Islam. but uh, he won't be changed. I don't think he's changing his shirt name. Um, So he won't be Yakubu on the back of his shirt. Um, Fair play to him. Live your life how you want to live your life. Uh, Felix says, uh, who would be your number one realistic signing this summer? Realistic number one signing is Jesus. Um, I think it would be a great addition to the squad. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. Gabriel Jesus is a player I would like to see at Arsenal this summer. Uh, Dirks says, who would you think will sign first? Tilleman's probably. I think he's an easier deal to get done than the Jesus deal. Uh, Olu says, would rather pay 75 million for Ossiman than 50 million for Jesus? men will be transformational. Um, Ozilman, I think you'd be lucky to pay 75. To be honest, you're looking upwards of 80, closer to 90 million if you want to go and get Ozilman, uh, and that is just not—it's just not justifiable, to be honest. Uh, Lin says, don't you think, Tom, that at least Zinchenko could cover, uh, could be signed from Man City because he wants to come? I think that there's lots of players that still want to come to Arsenal. I think if you can offer them regular football that Man City can, there there is after they've already won plenty of trophies. There, of course that there would be a willingness to arrive. I think Zinchenko would be open to an Arsenal move, and I think Jesus is open to the Arsenal move as well. I just think we have to wait until this period of international break slash holidays for players and staff is over. Then you're going to see a lot more movement. Uh, Samia says, Do you strongly believe we need another striker? Not a forward who can play in a front three. Jesus won't replay Alba's goals in all possibility. How can we reach 90 90- goal mark. Uh, obviously, we need players beyond just the striker to perform. You know, you need Saka to chip in with 20 goals. You need Martinelli to add 10 goals to his game. You need Smith-Rowe to add more goals to his game. You need the strikers obviously coming and score. We need more goals from the midfielders like Odegaard, Tillemans if he comes in. We need more goals from centre-backs. Gabriel's the high scoring centre-back. We need that form to continue. You know, it's not all just about the striker. You need goals from everywhere if you want a chance of getting up to that kind of level um jesus i think playing regularly can definitely offer you 20 plus goals in the premier league season if he is your starting striker but i agree we need to add another option to give us a different kind of uh characteristic if that's Kamaka, if that's you know i need to say calvert lewin there but it's, it's just something that's kind of a different option to arsenal tammy abraham i think is the archetypal striker that i'd like us to go and get but the the price is just far, far too high um, to justify getting him for 70 million quid. Um, Niall says, my mate in America said they're saying they will own the Dodgers in the MLB and they don't mess about, according to him. Uh, This is the Chelsea owner, of course. So we will indeed see. Uh, Big Fats of Lackey says, if we had the funds available, would you go for Basuma as a parte cover until the Basuma situation is resolved? I can't comment on whether I want him or not. I have to wait. We have to wait until that situation is resolved. I'm not signing him until I'm not making a decision on him until that situation that he's involved in is sorted. Because um, say you sign him and then there's a guilty verdict that comes out. It's 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 an it's a it's a no go. So we have to wait and see what the verdict of the investigation is. Um, Raul says, Tom, it seems like both Liverpool and City is changing their system by signing Nunez and Haaland. It does. It seems like they are going for that more physical forward. That said, they are the two highest regarded young strikers on the planet right now. So, It just happens to be that they are of that different style. And if they were of, say, a diminutive more style, I'm sure they would have still signed them because they are the highest regarded striking talents on the planet. So I think that's probably the reason as to why. It's not because of their specific style. It's because of how good they are. That's why they're signing them. It's not because the, the feel of strikers is shifting. It's because of who they are that they're going for them, not because of a tactical switch to that style of striker. MJ 10 says, how far do you think Aaron Hickey deal is from being done? It's gone very quiet. And to be honest, the English media has always maintained that Arsenal have never been as close to this deal as what the Italian media have said Arsenal are. Um, And that tends to be more reliable coming from over here. So I'm not going to say to you that it's, it's close at all. It seems like a deal that really Arsenal could get done, but it seems like they're very much focused on striker and central midfield at the moment before they start spending on other positions. Um, number one other says, Tom, is there a young player that Arsenal would have to develop that you would like to see us go out and get, like an Onana? Um, Onana's, what, in his mid-20s? I suppose that's still young for a goalkeeper. I always bring up Pedro Gonçalves as, as a potential option at Sporting. I think he would be a great signing for Arsenal to make, but uh, I don't see it happening right now. But there's lots of young players at Arsenal that we still are looking to develop. So sometimes I know it's boring to say that we've got players here that we can develop, but it's true. We do have players here that we can develop. The idea of um, this new toy syndrome obviously takes over quite easily sometimes. Uh, Andreas says, have you heard about this young, talented striker? He has the height to be dominant in the air. His name is Yaya Sanogo, I think. True baller. No, I've not. He's not cropped up on my radar, uh, Andreas. Uh, yeah, of course. It says, do you think the five-sub rule coming in this season makes the gap between City and Liverpool and the rest of the league even bigger? Yes, it does. because they've got a bigger and more quality s- spread throughout the team. You know, it makes sense that five-subs would suit them more and it's going to harm those teams. What you, sh- What my prediction would be is next season is that you'll see the top half of the table and the bottom half of the table split a lot more. You know, this five-sub rule is going to enable these big teams to change more about their sides in the final moments of games when other teams are trying to hold on and they can't because they've not got and they can't keep up the amount of quality that comes off the bench. Whilst I like the idea, because I think it gives Arsenal a certain edge, um, it's, it is going to create more of a divide and maybe decrease the competitiveness of the Premier League. Uh, Wesley says, Do you think if there's a chance for Balogun to use preseason to make his place in the first team? No, I think he will go out on loan for the full season, especially if Eddie and Ketia signs his brand new contract. Uh Namdi says, Is there any truth in the Saliba Tilleman swap? No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Sam says, Is the aim not to compete with Man City? Why are we taking their rejects? I hate this word, Sam. Rejects. Manchester City are signing Erling Holland and Liverpool are signing Darwin Nunez. Gabriel Jesus is a very good forward. A very, very good forward indeed. And the fact that he would be described as a reject is frankly disrespectful to what he is as a player. He's also 25 years of age, which means he's still approaching or is in and approaching through his best years of football. This idea that Arsenal should sign players that are going to get into the squads of Man City and Liverpool, and then we go for a player that's been playing regularly in Pep Guardiola's team, and as regular as you can do, as a Pep Roulette kind of player, which they all are, to then call them a reject and to turn your nose up at a Manchester City starter, I just find mad. I find it mad. that I I do think it's snobby, with respect. I think it's really snobby for us to turn our noses up at players like Gabriel Jesus. It's not a reject. It's a quality addition that you can add to the team. Carl says, TGT is uh, assuming we have our dream transfer window, five great players. Do you have confidence in Mikel to keep everyone happy? It's a good question, Carl. We've got four competitions. He doesn't tend to rotate. You know, he hasn't rotated all that often throughout the time he's been at Arsenal. I'm interested how he copes with those four competitions next season and how he is going to rotate the team. Um, Namdi says Zinchenko is no reject. Jesus is no reject. They can uh, they can come here and become more valuable than Haaland and Nunez. Check out Mo Salah. It's a great shout. You know, you look at De Bruyne, you look at Salah. Were Man City taking their rejects? Um, were Liverpool taking a reject? No. It's it's just again with respect. It is a lazy comparison. Akshat says, do you think the World Cup is going to affect the fortunes of some of the bigger teams as they're going to have the most players playing in the World Cup while the lower place teams won't? It's a good shout, actually, and possibly so. Um, I think I saw a report that the FA have requested for none of the big six to play one another in the final weekend of the season before the World Cup, which is the 12th, 11th, 12th, 13th of November. So maybe. Arsenal, in terms of players that will be going to the World Cup, may have Saliba, White, um Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, I don't know if Japan have qualified. I'm assuming they have. It's probably lazy of me to assume, but they are one of the big teams in that group. So you would imagine Tomiyasu, Gabriel Magalhães might be going. Um I don't think Ghana qualified. Um so I don't think Ghana are in it. Uh Belgium Lukonga, probably. Um Probably will get selected if he gets more regular game time for Arsenal. Tielemans, of course, if we sign him. Jesus, if we sign him. Saka. Um, Martinelli's been getting in the Brazilian side regularly too. Smith Rowe has a chance to get in the England team if he plays more regularly for Arsenal. I don't think Norway qualified, so Erdogan won't be in there. Uh, Switzerland, Jacker. You know, we've got a fair few that are going to be going to the World Cup. So... Uh, it could affect us. But I think, obviously, those big, big teams. Uh, Ghana Ghana did qualify. Okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, Was it Nigeria that missed out? I think I might be getting... Was it Nigeria against Ghana and Nigeria lost? I'm getting confused in that game. So Thomas Partey will, of course, be there. And Nketiah, of course, if Nketiah does change allegiances to Ghana, uh, then he will go as well. Yes, Paul, thank you. I thought it was that. Ghana qualified beating Nigeria. Uh, I've got the result of that game mixed up. Uh, Olu says, do you think we are underestimating how better the likes of Martinelli and Saka will be next year, especially if we get a very good striker? Martinelli and Saka, you know, need to improve further. You need to see and constantly be demanding more of those players. Martinelli in particular really trailed off towards the end of last season. I think he scored one goal in 17 appearances in the last 17. appearances. I think I saw a stat that said that. Um, he needs to improve. Uh, He needs to get more goals. He needs to be more consistent. I think with a better striker, that will come. I think he's not had that option to play with a better player in the number nine position. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Oh, Onana, the midfielder. Sorry, I thought when you say Onana, I think you mean the goalkeeper. Yes, of course, Onana. uh, Belgian international just got called up to the squad over Lukonga. I don't know much about him, to be honest. I won't be able to tell you, but it does seem that he... uh, it would be similar to kind of that role that Lukonga's destined for and hence why he's been picked over him in the squad. So, no, not for me. I don't think that we would be worth bringing in someone that replaces Lukonga when we've already got him. Uh, Gautziwe, I'm sorry if that's wrong, says, Tom, didn't Jesus himself say he prefers playing on the right? Could Arsenal use a no-striker formation like City? He likes playing across the front three. You know, he's happy to play in those wider positions. And I think if we sign in, that there's still scope for Arsenal to bring in. A classic number nine striker. Um, We could use the no striker formation, but I do think that we would benefit from having that classic number nine. And maybe there's a reason why City have now gone for Haaland, other than the fact that, of course, as I mentioned, he's that generational talent. He is a classic number nine as well, and will add more goals. Maybe they think that's what's going to take them from Premier League champions to Champions League winners. Uh, Daniel says, so was Dybala fake news? I don't think so. I think the Dybala links were real, but when we missed out on Champions League football, that kind of put pay to any possibility of that happening. Um, our Arsenal Analyze, who has a great channel, by the way, check it out. Uh, it says, Morning Tom of the TGT gang. I'm a little late. In your opinion, what are the chances of signing both Skamaka and Jesus? I don't think Skamaka is uh, a likely deal. I just don't see it happening. Jesus, of course, is. Um, but I don't think Skamaka is right now. That might change. I hope it does. I think Jesus and Skamaka would be a great pairing to bring in as forwards this summer but I just don't have the confidence in the Scamacca deal. Uh, Pav says, Tom, if, and OK, it is a big if, we don't get Jesus and Scamacca, then Abraham and Ozymen are out, uh, are out of the budget, then who would you go for? It's tough, isn't it? You think if we don't go for Jesus and Scamacca, then there is budget to get one of those two, and I would lean towards Abraham as a possible option. Um, who is out there? You, Jonathan David's not yet been linked with... Anyone strongly to suggest that he's going to Liverpool now because you know Nunez is seemingly the one that's going to be going. Other strikers out there, of course, we did our our striker tier list previously of players that we could go for, um, but it's they are the main ones. And if we don't get those main ones, you start questioning whether or not the player that we would go and sign is is going to be good enough for Arsenal next season. Uh, Rich says, Tom, what's your thoughts as a football fan on the FA requesting big teams don't play each other? It's unsurprising. Uh, If I was a small team, yeah, I would be annoyed. It seems to be changing the the order of the fixtures. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't think it affects Arsenal that much either way, to be fair. Um, It's just the FA trying to give England the best possible chance because we know how many of the English players, of course, play in those big six teams. Uh, Marcus says, Martinelli worries me. His shooting is very poor. What would you do if his shooting doesn't improve? It's obviously... It needs to improve. I I can't give you an answer. What do I do if it doesn't improve? You know, he's still scoring goals. He's scored goals. He's scored some really good goals. You know, think of his goal against Watford. Think of his finish against Leeds. You know, he scored some great finishes, the one against Newcastle. It's just making that more consistent on a regular basis so that we can see the best from Martinelli on a more consistent basis. So that's what we're hoping for with Martinelli. But he does, as you say, need to improve uh, that element of his game. Uh, let's go to Dan, who says, do you think Flores may take up the number two to Odegaard? I think Tillemans will probably cover that position if he comes in uh, and Erdegard's not available. Uh, Tillemans could play with Erdegard instead of Erdegard, So I think Flores would probably be behind Patino still in those areas of the field. Uh, Daniel says, I've been meaning to ask. In April, they lost to Brighton, Crystal Palace and Southampton, then beat Man United, at Chelsea. What was all that about? Um, who? Uh, Arsenal... Didn't uh? Oh, oh, of course, it's Arsenal. I was thinking Man United. We lost to them, but that was the away game. What was it about? You know, just I think the reaction to the injuries to Tierney and then Tommy was big, and we didn't acclimatize to it quick enough, and that cost us. I think those three games, you know, losing Partey for Brighton and for Southampton, losing Tierney, losing Tommy was big, and not having those three players for those three games. Uh, bar Partey for Palace was a big, big loss, uh, a huge, huge loss. And lastly, let's go to Michael, who says, Tom, do you think Brentford would sell Ivan Tony? I think possibly he's one of those strikers that may become a target if Arsenal miss out on their primary options. But I do have my reservations about Tony because of his some of the things he's said about Brentford specifically. I'm not sure if that's the type of personality that I'd want at Arsenal. But if he comes in and scores the goals, who am I to say no to him? So that always takes the priority Um, But I'm sure Arteta will make the right choice with that regarding attitude. So let's wait and see. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in, people. Really appreciate your time. As always, I'll be live on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m. I'll then be live at 6 p.m. doing a podcast with uh, John and Owen and Colleen. So do join us for that. And then I'll be live at 8 p.m. over on the Highbury Squad. It's a busy day full of Arsenal streams and Arsenal content. So uh, there you go. You've got a lot of this ugly mug to talk to today. Um, Yeah, subscribe in the... uh, If you press the subscribe button, it'll tell you hopefully when our shows go live. Uh, as I said at the start of the show, uh, I'm trying to push this for the summer now because we're going to be doing plenty of uh, members podcasts. But if you'd like to help support the channel and you're appreciative of the hard work that goes on with the channel, link to memberships is in the description in the link tree. Uh, you're going to be able to get to come on the show. You can join our Discord server. That's con- It's like this chat box that you see here, but it's just 24-7 uh, on a lot of different topics as well. Great community. Come and join it. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you on a show very very soon i will see you uh, as i say at 10 a.m on the arsenal way if not then then 6 p.m over here with john and owen and Colleen. i'll see you again very very soon and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute